you enjoy listening to episodes in English, please skip to the next episode. Hello, hello everybody. It's, I'm very, very happy to see you. My name is Larissa Davila and I am part of La Incubadora Podcast. La Incubadora Podcast is part of the Economic Growth Business Incubator, a local nonprofit with the mission to provide training, coaching and support to aspiring and existing business owners who face barriers to growing a successful business. La Incubadora Podcast is born out of the need to put in video and audio a lot of success stories that we see at the business incubator. We also want to frequently uh, answer to frequently asked questions and connect small business owners with the resources needed in their own time and while they're on the go. Typically, when we begin a small business, we have little to no budget and we make a lot of mistakes, especially when we're trying to assess risk. So today we brought one of, uh, one, um, what the, uh, one of our guests is um, Laura Ramos James, she is a, an expert with um, um, with uh, liability insurance and working with commercial um, businesses such as yours. And we will ask her questions to help us better understand how to assess risk and how to protect our businesses from uh, potential liabilities. Attorney Laura Ramos James is the owners of Ramos James Law, a legal firm with over 20 years of combined experience in successfully handling hundreds of personal injuries and accident cases representing individuals, workers, and families who suffer from accidents, uh, workplace injuries, product liability, truck accidents, wrongful deaths, and personal injuries. She graduated with honors from St. Mary's University and joined the prestigious um, Baylor Law School program. Laura practiced as an insurance defense lawyer before becoming a plaintiff lawyer and she's truly knowledgeable of the legal strategies used by her opponents in court. She has won numerous awards during her practice, and she, has, she and her team have continuously worked to develop the, their network of professionals to help their clients. And well, uh, I am pleased to welcome my friend, Laura Ramos-James. Hi, Laura. Hi, Larissa, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you, and I'm very happy that you are joining us uh, today. I know that you have worked with us in uh, other projects, so. I'm very excited that you're also working us with uh, working with us in Lenkuadora podcast. Thank you so much. So honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, Laura, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into this career. Yeah, so I I am actually a dog bite survivor. I was bit by a dog when I was a, a toddler, and I of course experienced trauma and injuries and. Um, a lot of the stuff that goes along with that. And growing up, um, I think I always wanted to help people that were, were in a similar situation, but I didn't quite know that my path would, would end up um, taking me to a legal career, even though I, I did want to be a lawyer since I was, um, since I was little, just advocating for, for uh, people that, you know, were um, I guess we're wronged and um, experience injustice. And eventually, um, you know, I went to law school and I found a way to be in the courtroom. And like you mentioned, I, I practice insurance defense. So what I had to do was the opposite of what I currently do. I actually had to 
Um, I had to um, find a way to make uh, injury victims kind of go away and take their lawsuits down and pay them to um, move on. And, and I realized that that's not really, that's not where my heart was. My heart was always with the victims and um, trying to help them basically maximize what, um, what, their, what their damages are and present a good, um, um, a good model for, for juries to assess what they went through and try to make them whole because you can't turn back time, but there is a way to move on um, to move on from, from a traumatic experience. And I think I have a, a unique insight into that because that happened to me. So uh, that's kind of how I got into it. And, and you know what? Not only providing closure, but also avoiding that it happens again. That's right. right? And for yes. other people. Yeah. Yes. So it's a, it's a, I, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful passion to have. And I think it does help a lot of people because in, in other in other countries, we don't have that. So things just continue to happen and happen and happen. And, and here we have, a, I guess it's the blessing that we can rely on our justice system to not only get closure, but also help that nobody goes through the same thing that one went through, right? Absolutely, Larissa. Um, you know that because you know me as a friend that I'm originally from Mexico. And one of the reasons why I wasn't able to stay there is because back back um, when I lived there, there were no jury trials. And I'm a, I mean, I, I'm a really, really, um, really strong believer in the right to a jury and going in front of your peers and telling them your story and having them, you know, assess whether the other person's at fault and, and none of that I could have accomplished back in Mexico. So I ended up coming here and, and I saw that this is where I could actually um, do what my, you know, what my passion was, which was asking six or 12 people to, to look at what happened and come up with the version of justice that they could deliver. That is, that is, that is amazing. Is that, a, is that a, Lara, what you enjoy the most about your job? What is it that you enjoy the most about what you do? Yeah, that is part of it. So I would say two things I enjoy the most. Um, I, I love righting wrongs. And if somebody is responsible and refuses to take responsibility, I just automatically side with the with the person that was wrong, and it gives me great pleasure to to um, bring justice to that person and make things right. Um, and that you know, I wake up excited to that every single day. But the other thing that I really love is, um, even though I, I'm an introvert, I at the same time I'm a people person. I love people, um, so I I really truly love getting to know my clients love working with my team and getting to know people from all walks of life you know we have clients that are from you know go from a very sophisticated company owner to you know a, a person that was never able to get any education and all of those people have so much to bring to the table and contribute and and teach me and um and uh, vice versa so i th those are the two things that i love the most that is great and um yeah and sometimes you have that calling to help the community, and uh, we have to stay on it. Otherwise, uh, it's something that it's um, not complete in our hearts. And and I and and I see a lot of people that have go through the same. And and it's amazing that you have you have found the path to um, to help the community while at the same time um, receiving your income and doing what you love to do and all that. So it's like um, you know, like an abundance 
circle, right? Where where you get to do what you love and you get to make a living out of it. Yeah, and that that's so great that you that you mentioned that because my husband and I, so my husband is not formally part of the law firm, but he's helped me incredibly since I started it. And um, we always talk about how, you know, the more we get for our for our injury victims and the more that we're able to make their cases successful, it just goes back to now we're able to help more people. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it comes full circle for us. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Um, do you frequently work with small business owners or against small business owners? Um, I would say that a, a lot with small business owners because small business owners are typically um, the individual. So we work a lot with individual individuals and against um, big insurance companies. So, um, it, you know, it's a lot of our clients have, you know, their landscaping business or their housekeepers. And, and, you know, we do work a lot with small business owners, but we do represent them as a person who was hurt. We don't, uh, we don't uh, represent the business. Okay. Yeah. So we, we work with a lot, a lot of business owners. And one of the reasons why, and, and we have this conversation before I invited you to the podcast, but um, one, 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 uh, so being that we work with small business owners, I think this episode is especially important to uh, our clients because learning to assess risk and learning to get their businesses protected can help them a lot. And um, a lot of small business owners will cut, um, We'll, we'll, we'll try to make ends meet and the way that they will do it is like by, by not by just focusing on their trade, but not focusing on those things that could be um, detrimental to their growth or their savings or their family's um, wealth. Right. So um, I think it's very important that we have this conversation and uh, we give them some uh, recommendations for them to be to assess risk and to be protected um, in the future. So. Um, Um, the, 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 I guess the, the main focus of, of this episode is ask you to give us three things uh, or three, just three tips for small business owners um, that uh, they frequently to do to uh, frequently fail to to think about when they open their businesses and how can they uh, what can they do or what should they do to uh, improve or mitigate risk. Yes, that that is um, that is a, a really good. I think focus and helpful because like you said, it is very easy to think like, you know, $200, $300 that I save is going to help me a lot. But if you expose your whole business, then it's pointless for you to have not invested in, in protecting it. So um, the three things that um, small business owners frequent, frequently fail to do and they should do to improve and uh, mitigate risk would be the first one. Um, get commercial insurance, and we can you could we can talk a, a little bit more about it. Um, I'll just I guess briefly list them. Um, the other one would be to create an LLC or a, or a limited liability company, and then um, to have a a liability waiver in place for their company. Okay, so create a limited liability company, have a um, waiver of liability, and have commercial insurance, right? That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, can you expand a little bit more on it? Yes, of course. So um, for commercial insurance, it, you know, it's going to really depend what type of business the person has. But I'll give you an example. 
Um, if somebody has um, has a landscape business and they have um, they have I don't know they have an office and somebody a customer comes in and they're looking at um, you know say a catalog of what they would like to get done in their home or something and something were to happen while that customer is in the office and they get injured and they incur thousands of dollars in medical bills, which is not uncommon. Unfortunately, we all kind of know the healthcare situation in, in the US is not ideal. And the cost of, of medical bills is, you know, it, it's uh, enormous. So having, um, having some sort of commercial liability that protects the business to where when a person gets injured, the funds come from the from the insurance to pay for those losses or lost wages for the person instead of your own checkbook. It is incredible, incredibly helpful. Um, you know, those are those are obviously insurance uh, policies that a, a person or a business has to pay monthly. So there is a cost to that. And sometimes there's deductibles when a loss happens. But again, when you compare it to you know, paying a few hundred dollars a year to having to pay, you know, write a check for a hundred thousand dollars to someone. I mean, that could mean that could make be the difference between a business succeeding and, and keep going and a business um, basically closing down. So that that's one, the commercial insurance. And the other one, um, creating a limited liability company. Um, that uh, you know is going to protect the individual because if you have, for example, I'm a hairdresser and I'm Laura Ramos, and then I do hair by Laura is the name of my business. And if something happens to where I happen to injure someone, they can. If I don't have a limited liability um, company, somebody can come after me and my assets. And while there's going to be things that are protected, like. Um, you know, the majority of people's homes are protected by a homestead exception and certain other things are protected. It could be that, you know, I have worked many, many years, um, saved my money and I bought a, an Airbnb and that's a side business I have and I have trucks and all those things are now going to be open and subject to being taken away um, because I did it. I failed to create kind of like, um, I like to call it like a, a shield between the individual and, a, and the company, a separation. So if if I had actually um, created the LLC uh, for the business called Hair by Laura, then what would happen is whatever the company assets, uh, the, the company's assets, um, whatever assets the company has then are going to be the only thing that the person who is suing can go after. So if my company, Hair by Laura, has, for example, 10 scissors and a chair and um, a cape and a hairdryer. That's that's it. That's all the company. They can never come after my Airbnb. They can never come after my my bank accounts. So, I mean, it is just such a, you know, such a relief to have that shield and not that not that expensive when you put things in the balance. Um, and then I guess the third uh, thing we have talked about is having a, a liability waiver in place and again that's going to depend on the business but i um you know have given some workshops before to small businesses and the example that that we like to use is um suppose somebody has a business of um, trampolines 
and they um, you know they have a property and they have all these trampolines and they they welcome children and they do kids parties and somebody gets injured again and you don't have a liability waiver it's the same thing you're you're exposing yourself whereas you could have let the people sign a, a document where you're telling them I am making you fully aware that this type of injury can can take place and you are you know coming here here at your own risk I'm not responsible for X, Y, and Z injuries that could happen in my premises um, and things of that nature. Now, those those things are never, um, you know, there's there's always the potential for still having a lawsuit and still um, having somebody try to attack the waiver, the waiver. But that is so much better than just having no liability waiver. It's basically like being naked. Like you have no protection at all. You're just inviting trouble. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that is very important, and I have seen it. And um, one of my one of my clients, actually a hairdresser, um, she had someone who was walking inside the the her space, and she was texting. She broke her knee. The ambulance came. They took her to the hospital. She had to have ended up having to have three surgeries, and um, of course. Three months later, she received about a month later or something. She received uh, the bill from the doctor that um, the hairdresser needed to pay for that um, for the for the medical bill. And, and she comes up to me and she says, "Well, I don't have I don't have no waivers. I don't have commercial insurance." And they're coming to me. Why is she taking it against me uh, if I had nothing to do with it? She was she was looking at her phone, and I was telling her it's not a matter of her having something against you. It's a matter of she doesn't have money to pay for those bills and someone has to pay for those. So it's like a, a procedure that happens in all of the United States. If you if you sleep, you fall, then you will submit a claim against the liability insurance of the business and they should have the commercial insurance to protect for that. But if you don't have it, then it's something that you fail to do. You fail to manage risk. And uh, so, It's not that she doesn't like it's not that she has something against you. It's just that she has a lot of bills that she has to pay and she needs to go through a process, right? Exactly. And honestly, I'll tell you like I've done this for well over a decade and that's all all I've done helping injured victims. And two things I can tell you is um, you know this person who got hurt, if they have a lawyer, the lawyer's usually going to review and vet the case and most likely they have found a way where your hairdresser client they can find a way to something she did wrong for example either sometimes it's like hey yeah she was on her phone but at the same time like the the surface was slippery or they didn't have a, a protective mat or something like that so there's um there's gonna be if, if a lawyer takes the case there's gonna be something some sort of argument that you as a business owner You know, you're going up against someone who does this for a living. And if you had, you know, had you only had the forethought of getting this insurance, you wouldn't have to deal with it. The other thing is the medical bill is really sometimes the least of your problems because we are, um, we live in, in a country that um, most states have actually afforded, um, protected other rights of injured victims. Medical bills is one of them, lost wages. But then there are losses that people have that, you know, can be 
hundreds of thousands of dollars, like physical impairment, disfigurement, if somebody, you know, if somebody ends up having scars and, and things like that. And there are many other, um, you know, many other things that, that can quickly add up. Yeah, that's crazy. Why, why do you think that small business owners or business owners, not only the small ones, but why do you think they fail to pay attention to these things? I think it's it's very it's a very easy call to say, hey, it's two like I've gotten a quote, it's two hundred dollars if I get two hundred dollars a month if I get commercial liability insurance or however much. Like I rather you know I rather just use this money for you know get new laptops for my business or get this that or the other because no the majority of people we don't think it's going to happen to us like it happens to other people but we're like oh you know what are the chances that it's going to happen here and you know if you want to take that take that uh gamble then you may lose your business absolutely absolutely so um before we go into the next question i want to um say hi to the people that are uh, with us joining us and uh, we have Nereida Carrillo, she's saying congratulations for your excellent job, uh, the work that you're doing. And then we had Jody Lamb saying good morning, Laura and Larissa. We have Mike who's uh, inviting uh, us, the people to come in and join us to this conversation. And then we have Jody is sharing with us uh, that she has um, similar, like a similar story uh, with uh, about the, uh, she says, your insights is similar to my own, Laura. My own auto accident put me on my own path to helping other injured parties in my profession as well. The power of pets experiences has the ability to shape our future and help others with a positive impact. Absolutely. And then um, we also have, let me see, that we have other comments and then, um, let me see, give me, a, give me a second. We have Penelope Garcia who's saying hi to everybody. We also have Jody who shared um, a thought. She says, the uncertainty of what happens now and after a cat, uh, an accident occurs is something many experience. Without a proper insurance, a business owner may, may be financially liable and have to manage the claim directly. Having insurance will help protect the owner's interest, finances, and manage the claims process for the injured party. That is absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah, and then Mike is sharing. I try not to think when it comes to law. I am smart enough to call a brilliant attorney like Laura Trammelting. Thank you, Mike. Yes, of Thank course. <laughs> of course. So they're 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 joining us and sharing their 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 thoughts. And yeah, as you say, uh, we didn't we don't give the priority to risk management and mitigation protection, right? So it is something that we have to keep into in mind. And we shouldn't look for the liability insurance once we have an accident in front of us. We should have it way before because then it's not going to be as effective as it should. That's right. I, I have yet to see a retroactive policy where, you know, you buy it and like, hey, also protect me for this accident that happened a month ago. <laughs> exactly. They're not, they're not going to do that. Exactly. So what? So which leads me into the next question. What are the consequences? I, I guess this. I guess for 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 business coaches like me and uh, uh, and accident attorneys like you, this is something that is very. Um, it's just uh, something that we see every day. 
But what are the but, but for the people that are listening to us, what could be the consequences of not having liability insurance, liability insurance or commercial insurance, not having uh, liability waivers, and not having LLCs? Exactly. So the consequences can be, um, you know, it, they can range from you having to pay out of your own pocket, you know, open your checkbook and write a check to to someone who's making a claim or trying to um, basically trying to um, cover their losses to just absolutely losing your business entirely, um, losing personal assets if you fail to create an LLC. So things that you have been you know, working towards and, and building and, and trying to create can all get taken away because you did not, um, because you neglected to, to mitigate risk. Yes, that, that is crazy. And let, let me ask you something. I heard that if you use your bank account from the liability, like a limited liability company, I heard that if you use it to pay for personal expenses, sometimes the limited liability, um, I guess, restrictions to your own assets could uh, be removed in a case against uh, a plaintiff. Is that the case? Yeah, and actually, I would, I would probably, you know, just kind of, I guess, as, um, as a reminder that really my my area of practice is personal injury rather than um, than business law. But I will say, so I, I would recommend that somebody who is finding themselves in a situation like that where they've set up an account and they want some guidance into managing it and, and all that that they visit and land with the proper professional. But there are arguments that can be made many times when you are sort of commingling the business and the personal. And uh, for example, one of, one of the theories in law is called piercing the corporate veil. And what that means is, you know, you, you have this shield that we were talking about, but if the shield is really, um, is really kind of like a, a sham, like it's fake, and in reality, everything is shared and, and commingled or mixed up. Um, many times the law can um, or, or a, a judge or a jury can determine that there is, in effect, no shield. And so that yes. the protection disappears. Okay. Okay. So thank you. Thank you for that. And yes, of course, uh, for everything that we say here, it's very important. And now that we're talking about disclaimers and all that, so it's one. It's important to mention that uh, for every case and for every situation, it's very different, and the, and it's always very important to seek um, personal and your own legal counsel. But um, let me go to the next question. How can a small business owner stay updated with risk management strategies for their businesses or vehicles? How can a small business stay updated? Okay, well, um, I would say there are a lot of resources that are free of cost um, and some others have limited cost. Obviously, staying in touch with uh, organizations like yours and, and uh, similar organizations can always be sharing those types of, um, of um, strategies with them. There are now, you know, in the I guess in the advent of the availability of information at the at our fingertips where we can just research um, things like that. The Department of Insurance sometimes has, the Texas Department of Insurance has um, puts out certain 
um, certain uh, resources like that for people. And just talking, I would say, um, talking with, with people who are professionals in, in the area instead of, um, I mean, it's, it's always obviously rewarding to visit with friends and colleagues and things like that. But if you, if you just rely on like, oh, my friend did this, it's like, well, does your friend have risk management background? Or, you know, like I've, I've had, um, I've had people who, who uh, when we give the workshop about uh, liability waivers, they're like, well, you know, for my business, a friend of mine just let me use their, their paper and that's what we give other people to sign. Like I copied it and so I do have a liability waiver. And I asked, is it, does it talk about the specific things that, that can happen to, to um, when people are in connection with your business or associated with your business or does it discuss the other business? Because in the law, um, many times, if liability waivers do not set out very specifically what can happen, and, and I'll give you an example. Like if somebody, somebody has an Airbnb and they have a pool and they, you know, they put in, in a liability waiver, um, you set your own risk, we don't have a safeguard, risk of drowning, um, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that can happen with a pool, but you're not, if you have a liability waiver that discusses risk of drowning when your business is, you know, serving alcohol, then the, the liability waivers might as well not have one. So definitely um, seeking out professionals and organizations that um, that can give those resources. I mean, surely there's, um, I'm positive there's like paid courses somewhere, but, um, you know, information is widely available nowadays. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what would you like people who listen to us today to take away with them. So what would, what, what would be the one thing that you would like people to remember from this episode? Probably broader than, than the specific um, three things that we discussed, I would say um, I would like small business owners um, to take away that always, always stay educated, always seek out knowledge and, you know, don't bury your hand in the sand and say, you know, we're all busy. You know, we all have homes and we all have um, businesses and things like that. And it's easy to kind of turn a blind eye or say, I don't have time. I don't have money. But just seek out education. Education is, um, you know, is the best way to save some, some money in the future for your business and protect it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is a great, but that is a great recommendation. If you're an adult to open a business, if you're an adult to be out there uh, interacting with other adults, then you have to be an adult to assist and mitigate risk. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to, I, there's a whole conversation in um, LinkedIn with, um, uh, with, with um, the people that are uh, joining us. So uh, I will, invite everybody to join us in LinkedIn for the conversation. It's great. And uh, I appreciate everybody for their insights. And thank you. Thank you, Laura, so much. Where can we find you? Where can we where, where can we reach out to you? Yeah, so um, people can visit our website. It's ramofjames.com. And and I think also our our Facebook um, is a good place to to get in touch with us. 
obviously people get people can always call 512-537-3369 um, and we're probably in i think in all social media outlets if they don't find us if people don't have facebook like we're in linkedin and um, instagram and all that Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Laura. And thank you to all the people that joined us today. Um, I will go to LinkedIn to list to read all the recommendations. And I appreciate everybody for joining us. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Thank you.